Hello, everyone. We are here to record another podcast about My Worship is Real. And I am here with the beautiful Latreya. She is my guest for today. Um, where are you? Where are you? Um, where are you locally? Like to state? Um, well, I am originally from Washington, D.C. Okay. But I currently live in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. And again, this podcast series is going to be um I think I'm going to refer to it as a firecracker you know how you light it and then you take off running because you don't want to deal with you know being too close to the firecracker um and I think spiritually that's what worship does is when you kind of get stirred up a little bit it doesn't take much if you are a real honest authentic person it's just that simple thought of if God doesn't do anything else, I can think of the little thing that he's done. Right. I think of so much he had already done. And it's funny to say that because I remember um, I was in church one day. And I think that's all the pastor said. If God don't do nothing else. And it's just like just tears just started flowing. Because mm-hmm. I can go back over my life and think of all the things that he's done. And I'm not even talking about, like, the big, huge things. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about, like, the little, well, what some would consider little and minute. I don't consider them little and minute right. because he just has to do it. But because he loves us, he did. So when you think about it, think about it in that context and in that way, you're like, wow. Wow, we are so not worthy. We are just so, so very not worthy. No, yeah, and um, I would love for you to, of course, introduce yourself and go right after that, go into, you know, what is on your heart to share with us today about worship and your testimony and how you even got into this relationship with God and Jesus and loving to know that that's my language now. My worship is how I speak to God and you know, I was telling another guest, um, when we really push ourselves to give God our best, it is like kissing him in worship in a way to really just give all that even may be troubling us. I can, right. instead of me making a list of all my troubles, let me tell him, I know you're going to answer me. Let me tell him when I'm in this sticky situation, you are the only thing that can get me out. Reminding him how much I need him. And that's so important. Right. Um, well, as I said before, my name is Latria Rush. Um, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, I have a 17-year-old daughter as well as a husband. Um, I am disabled. I'm visually impaired and hearing impaired. Um, I was born with a rare genetic syndrome called Pfizer syndrome. And what Pfizer syndrome basically is, is um, it's a chromosomal genetic disability where the bones in your body don't like fuse together correctly, mm-hmm. which leaves space. So, like for me, the bones in my skull didn't fuse properly. So, I had areas in my skull when I was born that didn't have any bones. And my skull was practically sitting on top of my brain when I was born. Wow. Um, I've had over 35, 45 operations. Um, I've had operations where they didn't think I was going to make it out. Um, I went into surgery one day, I think it was 10 o'clock in the morning. I didn't come out until 2 o'clock the following morning. 
my my parents, we had no money. We never had any money. My mother, because my mother did cry. So she sold everything. We got put out of places. We were, just, we were basically living on the street. So I know what it's like to be homeless as a kid. Mm. I just remember this time of walking the street with my mother and my sister, having to put my sister on my back because she was so small, she couldn't walk. Going to homeless shelters and, and things like that. And God was right there with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, when we got put out of our last place and my school got involved and we ended up going into foster care. Mm. And that was really hard because at that point, I had to leave my mother, go live with people I never met before, and I would bounce around and bounce around and bounce around from foster home, foster home, till I was about 16. Mm-hmm. And one day, I remember I was in this home, and I remember, my God, can't do this anymore. I, I, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> And as clear as I'm sitting here talking to you, I can hear God say, hold on. Mm. And every time I would go in for surgery, I'm like, God, my body can't take this anymore. Mm. Like, this is like my 23rd, 24th operation. Like, God, my body can't do this anymore. Hold on. I got you. And to show you how wonderful God is, I was given two life expectancies. The first life expectancy I was given was I wasn't going to make it to now. Well, I'm well past now. Amen. Uh, amen. God be glory. Mm-hmm. Um, the second life expectancy I was given was I wasn't going to make it to 35. Mm. I'm going to have to cry. Um, Sunday, I will be 44. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 44. Isn't that like... Yeah. Go ahead. You can't tell me. I mean, nobody can tell me what God can do. No, I mean, you you just can't. I'm sorry. Just can't. You, you can't. There's nothing that you can tell me that is too hard for God. There's nothing that you can tell me that's impossible for God. Because He did it. He did it through me. Yeah. He did it through me. There were times, I promise you, there were times when I didn't think I was going to make it. Mm. There were times when I was just, I would be laying on that in that hospital bed yes. like, Lord, make it. Or there'd be times when I would be in these crazy foster homes being abused, like, Lord, am I am I gonna see 44? My mama. But to God and all of his glory. And all of his glory. And I tell people all the time when I tell people my story, you know, and they're like, wow, 
you know, you're so this, you're so that. I think, no, <laughs> let's just be clear on a couple things here. What you see, it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. This is all not. I take no credit for I take no credit for anything. This is all God. You know, um, due to my disability, they told me that I would, um, I would not be, I wouldn't be, I'd be a vegetable, basically. You know, I wouldn't be able to walk and talk and do the things that other people do. Well, I have, I've not, I've been from high school. And I have two, I have two degrees. Um, I own my own business. Amen. And I'm a published author. So again, don't, don't, don't. No, I can't, I can't, I can't say what God can't do. Yeah. And I, I want to just go back and just remind the listener who is listening. Your trouble is not too big for God. If it's... No, it's- inherited because of other like you said because of what has happened to me and now I'm here why I gotta be this way it's because God has made you specifically this way and he's going to get the glory out of your life right. as amen. you continue amen. to live amen and that's what I tell people all the time especially um people with disabilities that have that um that tug of war with God because there's so many people with disabilities that don't understand their disability as it relates to God. Mm. They don't understand why God would choose them to be that way. And a lot of it too, if I'm about it, I can be honest with you, a lot of it too is the church. It's just that the church has a condemnation about disability as it relates to people. And you know, back in the Old Testament, it said that if you had a disability, it was somehow related to something that your family did in the past, or something like that. So a lot of times, people look at disability as a bad thing. They look at it as a curse, or they look at it as being um, something that Satan did, or, or, or what have you. So when I'm talking to people about disability, or when I'm talking to them about how you know, God blessed me with mine. And they're like, well, how is it a blessing? I said, it's a blessing because it allows me to show people who God is. Mm-hmm. It allows me to use that as a door opener to show people the glory of of the God that I serve. Right. I said, and I think that if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have a way to show people. I mean, I could say, oh, God is good. But it's one thing to be able to say it. But it's another thing to be able to show people, yes, God is good. God is miraculous. God all of those things. No, yeah. And, And that's what, that's a form of worship is endurance. We have not talked about that in the podcast yet. And I'm so glad that you shared your life. You know, from the youngest part of you till now, being 44 coming up, endurance in this journey of faith, you're going to have to go through. And when you get through, give glory. In the going through, give glory. 
In your high moment, give glory. Back in that low moment, give glory. And when you have so many questions, of course, you maybe you, like you had your mother there to correct you, even though she had her own things. God uses anybody. He don't care who you are or what it is. And um, I love that. This tablet always cracking me up. I love that um, when you exhaust, you know, because that sound, that's the iPhone saying do 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 do. But when you exhaust the energy of material, that does, or even like you said, uh, I'm the, the, so many surgeries and this. When those things are exhausted, God is amplified still. Like He has right, so many right, things. Right. And, that, and, that's, and that's what I tell people. I tell people that sometimes. God is on the sidelines waiting. Mm-hmm. And he's waiting for us to get tired. And he's waiting for us to stop trying to do it. And he's waiting for us to get burnt out. And he's waiting for us to just throw in the time. Nah, I can't be exhausted. Because I can't, he can't work with us. He has to, we gotta be out of the way. So he can right. come in and do what he needs to do. So, if God will say, okay, you tired now? I'm tired. You go sit down now? You, you, you go sit down. Go sit down. Okay. Go sit down. And let me take it from here. Right. And, and that's the what it be. I mean, if we, if we could do it ourselves, it would have been done. Right. That's how they always was, say. If you, if you could have done it by yourself, you don't need God. But right. you're still God. So you need him to. Yeah. And I think that God allows for a thing to happen in our lives. To, as a reminder that we need to. Because if certain things didn't happen in our lives, let's just be honest, we wouldn't pray. Ooh. We wouldn't pray. We would not pray. If certain things pray. didn't happen in our life, we would not pray. No. That's the truth. That's a, that is a, you know how them people go looking for these crazy minerals so they can make a Tesla? That's just, you yeah. just gave a crazy mineral for free. <laughs> <laughs> they would, I mean, they, they, they would. If you go back and you think about the thorn, and um, and I always get this messed up. I think it was Paul. The thorn and was it Paul or Peter? Well, both of them had a thorn. You know, everybody has one. But I believe. Yeah, but the, my point is, mm-hmm. is that if you didn't have that thorn, then you don't have a reason to pray. Mm-hmm. And even when Peter went to God and begged God. God, please remove this thorn. Please remove this thorn. And what did God say? God said, my grace is sufficient. Meaning that even if I don't remove this thorn, my grace is still sufficient enough for you. Even if I don't remove this thorn. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, even God is not going to remove it because he needs it there to keep the connection to you. If right. he removed that thorn from you, then he has lost that connection. And he no longer has that connection to you. Yeah. That's what that thorn represents. It represents the connection to you. Because if you don't have it, then you're not going to have a need to front. You're not going to have a need to serve them. You're not going to have, you're just not going to have that need. Mm-hmm. And I like that, you know, the biggest thing too with your story and testimony how worship is worship is living like you had to be a living sacrifice in many moments and giving God 
your all, the two degrees, the two life expectancy, your your daughter, your husband, your business, all these forms are products of what he's manifested through worship. Like living and having this ownership of these things here only glorifies where I'm at in heaven because I wasn't even supposed to make it here. And a lot of us have that story that God, I know I wasn't even supposed to make it. And I would love for you to close with a statement to people who have disability, who have an opportunity that I struggle within on a daily basis because of what I think, why did God do this? And how can we encourage them to set them free and love to get back into their worship despite, you know, focus on what is not seen because that's what we're supposed, not what we see, but what is not seen and get in your word, get in your worship and push past what someone not really even push past let let the holy spirit guide you through and and watch you push you're gonna slowly just be pushed past some things because that push is god you know i would love for you to just speak on that and encourage um you know just just that audience that is listening because nobody has a safe place to say i don't even know if i can talk about this i'm just always you know protecting me right. and now right. I, I'm I'm hurting I need to my worship is you know what are they gonna do now that's some some right. people who have an opportunity to uh speak that they're, they're they're speaking crazy about themselves sometimes and uh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God and that's why we got to get back up and I and I know that you got something to say to encourage them to get back up no matter what disability life expectancy God's got something for you because you 44 years old and they said it wasn't going to happen and it happened. Okay. Um, don't dread the fear of falling. Don't dread the fear of falling. And I say that because a lot of times we have been pre-programmed to be afraid to fall. Mm. And even as a little kid, if you go back to your mind as a little kid and you think about your parents tell you, get down before you fall, get down before you fall, get down, you better fall, get down, you better fall, you better hurt yourself, get down, you better fall. So we have become pre-designed in our minds to be afraid of falling. But in that fall is where God is. God is in that fall. That fall is where God is. He's right there. And when we're afraid to fall, that that's telling God that we're afraid that He's not gonna catch us. Ooh. That's telling God that we're afraid that He's not gonna be there. Mm, my mind. So don't be afraid to fall. Because the, the worst possible thing to happen is you gotta get back up. You gotta get back up. That's the worst that could happen. Wow. Don't be afraid to fall. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. That is such a word. Y'all, y'all don't have to meditate on that one. Do not be afraid to fall. And that God is in the fall. And how he does what he does is you have to trust in the letting go to fall right into him. Because that's all yeah. you're going to do. Fall right yeah. into him in his hands, in his will, in his way. You mess around and get aligned. 
<laughs> get that nice haircut and you'll be looking stiffy for the Lord. <laughs> and um, I thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I invite you to come back to any and all of our events that we're having on the podcast. Of course, you're more than welcome to come back. You're family now. Um, I thank you for sharing your testimony. I would love to, um, yeah, just collaborate with you more whatever you need from me or even the podcast just let us know and we'll definitely show up because um this is such a good space to um remind people especially during all this stuff going on right now after the pandemic disability people are i mean like you said it is nobody's really speaking to my people you know they're like oh i just gotta go through and i just gotta get this maybe i'm thinking about getting that but you really just need to go ahead and fall fall back and fall in love with jesus fall in love i mean come on yeah 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 Yeah, and i think that's a lot of what we're missing that's a lot of what we're missing we're we're so afraid to fall because we've fallen before but see the thing about it is that when you've fallen with man Mm. and man has dropped you that kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth so now that's where that fear comes from. Ooh. I don't want to hurt myself again. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt myself again. So I'm not going to do it. I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna go away. I'm not gonna do it anymore. But you, but again, you go back to trusting God. Yes. And again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to see what. Um, god is going to do with this podcast and the episode today um and so we thank you guys for listening we'll catch you in the next episode